Whatnots Reactor Core number 109. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? Hello. I'm doing fine. How was your Monday? We don't new- normally record on Mondays. We don't. You're normally busy. Um, speaking of busy, it's going to be a busy week for, yeah. for me this week. Uh, thankfully, my Monday has gotten off to a very productive start. So I already feel like I'm ahead of the game, which is a good, good. thing. So good stuff. Uh, but we are here to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Do a little bit of a spoiler cast review discussion kind of thing on that. Now, typically we, we've done bigger, longer spoiler casts. I think we're trying to maybe condense them, make them a little more choppier. Mm. We did uh, like a 40 minute one for Glass Onion. I think this might be 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Who knows? We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But won't be as long as we normally do. Melissa. Shazam Fury of the Gods. What what was your headspace going into to this one? I was pretty fond of the first Shazam. It's a movie I've gone back and rewatched. I watched it mm-hmm. for Christmas. It is a holiday film. There you go. I really enjoyed that film's mix of heart, humor, and not really pulling any punches when it came to like the darker, scarier aspects. That was something yeah. I really admired about that film. Is like the car crash at the beginning, Dr. Savannah taking those monsters and attacking the boardroom. Like those are scenes that are like a couple degrees scarier than you'd think they would be. Like not inappropriately scary, but like getting close to that line, like really using as much of a PG-13 as they can. Yeah, I really dug that. And I was looking forward to this movie. And I wanted to make sure we talked about it. Even if we're here 30 minutes or less, I want it on the record. Fury of the Gods is very fun. I had such a good time in the theater while I was good. watching this. I Perfect way to unwind after a stressful day at work. There's all the cute kids. They turn into the fun adults. <laughs> the whole family's there. There's so many characters in it that, that are fun to see. I... The spectacle, a lot of laughs, very sweet. And again, doesn't pull the punches with the scarier stuff. There you go. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the first one as well. In fact, Yo and I both talked about it in a big, long spoiler cast on episode seven of the Reactor Core, 102 episodes ago. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to go back and hear our thoughts on that in full at like right after we saw it. Uh, you guys can go check that out. But yeah, I enjoyed this one. I it, it was entertaining. I had a good time, but I did not like it nearly as much as I enjoyed the first mm. one. Um, I, 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 if I, we don't really do a writing scale on the show, but I feel like saying it's a solid seven is appropriate yeah like it's not terrible but it's not great if that makes Mm -hmm. sense but you can you can certainly have a good time um and i I think especially as like a family movie this is a good good one to go watch with the family so i think so and they're good to go see as that that good good to see as one about this (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to make a joke that I saw it entirely alone. If you're one solo 32 year old woman who like brought your own candy, you'll also like it. There you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, like I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to talk about because I know I will get excited at certain parts and be like, oh, yeah. this scene was awesome or it looked good. But then I'll also just be like. I really did not like this one aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of take what you will from this one, I think. Um, But let's let's do a little bit of a plot synopsis. One thing I Mm. I think right off the bat that I liked about the plot of this one, uh, I don't think you really need to know all that much from the first movie to really understand this. I, I, I mean, it certainly helps if you do, but I, I feel like you can go into this and it's enough of a just kind of g- generic superhero action mm-hmm. adventure maybe that you'll be fine. Um, but in terms of actual plot, uh, let, let's let's just do a, a quick plot synopsis on on this one he, he, here. Uh, the, the gods, they angry. Uh, So Shazam gets his powers from a number of gods. The wizard gave it to him. And now the daughters of Atlas at first two. And then we find out three daughters of the the deceased god Atlas are here to take the power back like that belongs to us. Why do all these kids have it? It's their birthright. So they yeah, they come to Philadelphia. They wreck it all up. They sure do. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam, is right there being like, "Okay, we're all superheroes. We need to work as a team. We need different formations. So when we go into battle, we have all of our tactics. And yet the family is just kind of disjointed and doing their Mm. own thing. Uh, So, yeah, of, of course, the Daughters of Atlas pretty easily wreck shop and take a lot of their powers back and stuff like that and they end up kind of encasing the entirety of philadelphia in this giant magical bubble um Mm -hmm. and uh they go off back to what i am assuming is mount olympus they i don't think they Mm -hmm. truly named it in the film but i think context is like oh yeah that's but that's supposed to be mount olympus um but yeah, they go off to Mount Olympus to kind of figure out what to do next with their newfound powers. Uh, and of course, hijinks ensue. The Shazam family is all trying to figure out how to deal with the situation, both on the inside and outside of that bubble. Yeah, because some of them are separated. Uh, and yeah, they they end up meeting up again with that magical wizard that that gave billy batson his powers uh we thought he was long gone long dead uh but no he just he was just like all right guys peace and then poof yeah like i'm just gonna disapparate from this physical plane and billy's like i guess that's what it looks like when a wizard dies (laughs) yeah i mean i would assume the same thing right um but yeah, they 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 end up uh, kind of getting in in a, in a big fight with with the daughters of Atlas. There's a dragon uh, that that comes in uh, and they fight the dragon. They plant this big 
tree, this magical tree. It's the tree of life. Is is that right? It's not the biblical one, but it is some kind of like world's tree thing. Yeah, I don't know. A world tree. Um, but they, they plant that in the middle of the Phillies baseball stadium uh, in an attempt to kind of destroy the world that that tree i guess like sucks up all the light or is is like that's what it will eventually do it will take over and suck up all that life um but uh in in the chaos the shazam family finds a way to fight back um, mm-hmm. so i will kind of leave it at that I, I I know we will discuss some more spoilers here uh, in a sec, but in, in case you don't want to hear all of the spoilers or exactly how it ends, um, I will stop right there for now, at, at least. Mm-hmm. So, Melissa, you seem to have yes. enjoyed this more than I did, 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 did. So what what about this stood out to you as something you really enjoyed? I I do recognize that the plot's a little messy and there's there are like cornball eye roll moments in this the end doesn't totally work the end is like truly a deus ex machina uh but like the specific deus who shows up in the machina never thought i would see that person again so i was delighted (laughs) like that was not spoiled for me that was fresh which like, I, there's still I think the that issue is actually, of... that info is actually out there. There's a TV spot that has yeah. that info out there now. It's... I just read that because I was like, oh, man, I got spoiled. This character shows up. Yeah, uh, I guess if they were putting it, it in TV spots and it's been out, we're outside of the long weekend. Wonder Woman shows up at the end. Your old yep. friend Wonder Woman, who again... I, n- I never thought we were going to see Gal Gadot Wonder Woman again. I never thought I was going to hear that music again. And to hear that in a theater, I was so pumped up. I will take how weird that ending is for the moment of, of seeing her again when I never thought I would. Like maybe like years down the line <laughs> when there's like a, a multiverse or an Elseworlds or something. I'd get yeah. that again. Yeah. So nice one. One little goodbye taste of Wonder Woman. I really, I sincerely appreciated it. The ending of that did feel like a. Well, we, we can't actually end the story with uh, Billy dying at the end. So what if it's just a and they lived happily ever after fairy tale ending, right? We're just mm-hmm. by the like like you said, Deus Ex Machina, the hand of God, just being like, actually, let's bring him back t- t- to life, yeah. and they can all. You know, be be happy. Um, yeah, I, I which I, is go ahead. I want to say it's it's fine in principle, but it opens a lot of questions. Like, I understand that as a god, you're going to go bury Billy at Mount Olympus. But it seems like you went straight there. You're like, let's pack up Billy, throw him over your shoulder. We're going to go bury him right now. No, we don't need to file any paperwork about our missing foster son. Surely we don't need to get him a death certificate here on Earth. We're never going to need to report this. <laughs> a lot of questions would be asked. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think something that stood out to me that I really enjoyed. Um, I that it like every now and then some of the CGI did not work, but when it worked, it worked. 
that initial scene when you see the dragon and it yeah showing up i loved that i was like oh that looks cool um yeah i i i I like some of the comedy in this the idea that they are out there trying to do all of these superheroics and the news just always gets it's 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 like the spider-man is a menace uh thing like that's what the news is kind of painting them as like uh armed armored truck explosion caused by shazam family except they have their own they they call they call them the philly fiascos yeah because they're they're just kind of chaotic and Mm -hmm. they're not wrong in that aspect since they aren't truly working together as a team but that's like that's where i think the film kind of falls apart is they set this Mm. up to be a story about the shazam family learning to work together Mm. and that's not really what the story is yes it, it, it like on on one hand the name of this is shazam singular Right. Not Shazam family. So it should be okay. about Billy Batson and Zachary Levi's well, that's character. Also, that's also what they they yell. It can't be pluralized. There's no such <laughs> thing as Shazams. Who's so that me, extra S God? This is what's so confusing about this <laughs> character is that like even so you and I recently read some Shazam mm. comics on another one of our podcasts, the, the whatnots re- review show, which you guys can mm. go get on our YouTube ch- 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 channel here. And like, even in that comic, they're kind of dealing with the legal issues that DC comics yeah. has around that character's actual name, which is captain Marvel. But Marvel mm. also has a captain Marvel. Um, in fact, I was talking to my parents about that today and that was <laughs> or, or, or like all over the we- weekend. And I mentioned <laughs> Captain Marvel and they were like, oh, yeah, we saw that movie. And I was like, the one that was out this weekend. And they were, they were like, it came, no, it came out years ago. And I was like, I think you're thinking of Captain Marvel from Marvel. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the one. There, there's so much. This confusion is too about- complicated. Yes, I it, I can hang on to this. This is above the level of most parents. <laughs> yes, I, it, look, it is admittedly confusing. And even this movie deals with that a little bit. He's like, I'm trying to think of a name. What is my mm. name? And there is one guy who's like Captain Marvel. And it's supposed to be a joke like, oh, you idiot. Like there's already a Captain Marvel. He can't be mm. Captain Mar- Marvel. But also he's in this like red shirt with white cuffs that look a lot yeah. like the original shazam uh like captain yeah. marvel costume which is really neat um but it, yeah it's this idea of like he doesn't have a name the family doesn't really have a name or individual names mm. and so the media just kind of calls them like you said the the philly fiascos it is that but it like that's the thing i'd I can't tell if this is supposed to be a team movie or it's mm, supposed to be yeah. about Billy Batson, Zachary Levi's character, or well, uh, I guess not Zachary Levi's character. You guys get what the, I'm talking Asher about. Asher Angel, I think, is the, yes. the, the younger yeah, Billy. He plays the, the, the younger Billy. one. Um, but that's like I, I, I feel like they could have called this like 
Shazam family and the fury of the gods or some like Shazam fam and something, something, something. Cause it, it rhymes. It's kind of a kid slash family. Like, yeah. I, like lean into some of that more cheesy stuff that I, I, I think I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, it just, it's a mess. <laughs> it it kind of is. I, I am fully aware, but it just doesn't, bother me because I find these movies so charming and I even if all the parts don't work together like I think Asher Angel and Zachary Levi's performances are both strong but they've never totally linked up the way like the other kids and their superheroed alter egos those separate actors link up to each other feel really in tune with each other Mm -hmm. but I, I like them both separately and like that's that's enough for me. There's enough moments that really make me smile. There's so much attention to detail in this movie. It's yep. all the little things. I don't care about the big plot maneuvers. It's tiny details that really win me over here. Like the joke I came here to talk about. <laughs> like the one thing where I'm like, I need to recognize this. This needs to be <laughs> applauded. This joke is great. When the so the kids are exploring the rock of eternity, the magic wizard yep. realm, they've made a whole like cool clubhouse there. They have a, a neon sign. There's their sign in, in the back. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Not even a name. It just literally says lair. It's just the noun of what it is. It's and Eugene. Right. <laughs> they, haven't, they don't have the letters to spell out secret. It's just lair. It's so blunt. I love yeah. it. But Eugene is mapping out all of these doors, these magic floating doors that lead to all of these other realms and universes, dimensions, etc. And he's labeled each of them with what's in there and he's rated them on a video game scale. So the ones that are safe to go into say E for everyone. The ones that are kind of risky, T for teen. The dangerous ones, M for mature. There's a universe that has no oxygen, and that's the only one that gets an AO, adults only. <laughs> I think that's so clever. That's so true to that character. You look at it yeah. and you immediately read it. That's genius. There's so many little bits of really sincerely great work in this movie. And I don't I don't care about what the plot does. Just give me this. Give me Darla bringing the big bowl of Skittles to Helen Mirren and she's separated out all the colors. Oh, the and she's ones. like, I, lo- I love that. She's like, I believe that everybody deserves basic human rights. You're going to get Skittles, but you're not good enough for strawberry. You can only have yellow. Like the fact that she says yellow and not lemon. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, I liked a, l- 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 a lot of the smaller details in this, too. Uh, I was trying to find little Easter eggs in their secret lair. I did see that they had a stuffed tiger, a uh, little like stuffed mm. plushie back there. There is the cat that they name Tawny. Um, yeah. Right? In honor of Taki Tawny. Um, <laughs> also, another great joke when Darla just walks into the house with the little kitten in her arms. And the yep. like the dad takes a long look and says, is that a kitten? And she just says, no. <laughs> just, yeah, just walks away <laughs> like I, there is a lot that i like about this i like a lot of the ing- ingredients i like mm-hmm. that um e- even if some of the humor doesn't work on me there are still things i can find that are f- honey um 
or if there are certain KI characters that I find maybe a little more annoying and I don't like, there are some that I'm like, I I actually kind of like the character he, here. Um, like I I I wish I I I I wish each character was given more screen time to really explore yeah. who they were. Um, because they I mean they even just have nice touching moments i think it's eugene he's the the one that's gay 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 right is is that's that pedro pedro yes you're right um yeah that moment when they all like bust in their parents yeah. bedroom it could be really awkward but it's all of the shazam fam and pedro who's just who has right. lost his I, powers and they're all like i did right, kind of like that we need to like say the big secret like all at once and they're all like we're superheroes and he's just like i'm gay <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like yeah dude we know he's just like, it's oh, okay thanks, like, man we, it's we great see you we get you yeah i thought that was sweet i i, I love the part at the beginning of the it is. Yeah. I love at the beginning of the movie when the mom's trying to she's apparently a big baseball fan. She's trying to get one of the kids into baseball with her. Pedro. She and Pedro. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it doesn't know. I don't know if she's like Pedro specifically or if she's like, can I get any kid into this? You who's going to sit on the couch with me or if she saw something in Pedro, like, I think you're going to like baseball. But they're both sitting on the couch together. She's like laughing and cheering at the game. And she's like, see, isn't baseball fun? And he's like, yeah, it is fun. And he's just <laughs> looking at a sports magazine with a shirtless guy in it. Like, yeah. you get it, Pedro. You enjoy yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, and I do like the changing around that sometimes the kids would have their powers taken away. There's a really nice combo of different adult and youth actors who you yes. get to see in different configurations i did like that that it wasn't all the kids all the time or all the adults all the time yeah um something else that i i thought was a good thing is just how fast paced it is the the yeah I, and i'm i'm typically one for like i think this film needs to take a moment and slow down and appreciate these character moments and stuff like that but i i think like what I, I I think I latched on to the first one because even though it is a story about a kid who becomes this adult superhero, it did feel a little more adult. It did feel like like yeah. you said it it, tr it almost pushed the boundaries of that PG thirteen or at least like that not push the boundaries as in like we'll get as close to R rated as we can get but but, <laughs> but like like them tr more so them being a PG movie trying to mm. actually earn that PG 13 rating yes um yeah whereas like th this one I I I think they tried to go with the like, let's go with a little bit of a younger audience here. Mm -hmm. So that means it needs to be snappy, right? We need to just keep things moving. We can't linger on stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that just it moved things along. If you didn't like certain scenes, that's fine. It was on to something else. Yeah. Quickly. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think the pacing is good. I the, that's not one of the flaws of the movie for me. I movies will get rated on mild peril. You've seen that phrase in the green approved for all audiences text box. You know, rated PG thirteen or PG for mild peril. And I like that this movie is like <laughs> cut out the mild. 
this is full on like capital P peril. Like the beginning of the movie when uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu go to that museum and Lucy Liu does the chaos whisper and then all the people start like attacking each other and destroying it's things. Intense, like that's yeah. Yes, that's intense. Uh, some of the monsters are scary, like the big dragon. Like, I mean, it's not things that are truly scary, but like I just watched the new rock stars Easter egg breakdown on this. The sure. director is a former horror director. He snuck an Annabelle, Annabelle doll in here as a, you know, a nod to his past work. You nice. can tell. You can tell that this director has horror experience. And I really like that that is one of the ingredients, that it's subtly just gnarlier than it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about the post credit sequences here, because mm. this is also something that didn't work for me. Uh, I, I, I liked the first one just as a scene by itself. We see the, uh, mm. I don't remember their names, but the two people who were it's, in the suicide Economos squad and Harcourt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Harcourt. That's okay. her name. They're also in peacemaker. Mm. Uh, they, they do have an appearance in black Adam. If, if you guys oh. saw that as well, like I, I like seeing them in there. the, scene that they had there with with Shazam I thought was fantastic uh but I think just in the like DC films as a whole like knowing that the like older like Snyder verse kind of even though Shazam wasn't truly like a Snyder mm -hmm. word but like still mm -hmm. in the like old guard of these DC films I just didn't see the need for either of these end credits scenes because the one with uh with, with the one I was just mentioning mm. mentions the Justice Society. It, like it introduces this brand new concept of like, hey, we're here to talk to you about uh, the Justice Society. Yeah, it's an open spot. It's almost a spoof on uh, like I'm here to talk yeah. to you about the Avengers project um but it, like w why even introduce that concept if y you're not gonna go anywhere with that unless it's gonna be in peacemaker season two but is the audience for this really gonna go see peacemaker season two i feel like I, they're older and younger i don't know you know what i mean yeah that's that's true uh <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that is for the parents, for the older siblings, for me, the solo 32 year old woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who is going to see the like kids family adventure fun film and also likes Peacemaker. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I like it, it works enough that even if it doesn't ultimately go anywhere, I like that it's still in there. You know, it, it, they didn't have to be cut out necessarily. And if it never gets picked up, it never gets picked up. I think we all recognize that that's a period that the DC universe is going through. Like not everything is going to have a connection point and not everything that they start. Maybe they can't see yet. Oh, we're never going to be able to finish that. Like, I'd rather them set something up and not be able to pay it off than just cut things out of fear that it will seem messy if they never do go back to it. Like, it's it's OK. Go ahead and leave it in. It, it's fine by me. And I yeah. 
I liked in uh, end credits scene the 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 end credits themselves very fun little illustrations in the book. I mm-hmm. the first movie also very good with that fun dynamic energetic end credit scenes. I did like the worm. I did like Mr. Mind wiggling back to Dr. Savannah and Dr. Savannah's like, "What do you have to tell me?" And he's like, "I'm years. a worm. It takes it takes me a while to wiggle around. The plane's not done yet." And he says like two sentences and disappears again. I thought I've never seen post-credit scenes structured exactly like that where the post-credit scene to the sequel is the same as the post-credit scene in movie one and the characters within the scene are aware why is this still happening why haven't i developed into anything (laughs) i that that one i love and i feel like that one is more of a commentary on the things that we do start that maybe we can't pick up again like one of those is a sincere try for continuation and the other one is a joke about how continuation is messy and it fails sometimes. Yeah, um, which is interesting because if this does get a, a third installment, which is mm-hmm. potentially possible just under the idea that uh, the, the new DC management is kind of being like, hey, we have our main thing. We have the Elseworlds, but we still have a few of the old guard things remaining. Like we still have Blue Beetle coming up that was like previously announced so yeah i I mean yeah like maybe they do something like a justice society movie and call that earth one right and Mm. then like earth two is our main continuity going forward and that's just like we don't really hear from them but maybe every once in a blue moon we'll get one of those characters that cameos like back on my earth like we had blah 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 you know um that like something like that might be neat and they can just wrap kind of all of these weird odd odds and ends into mm-hmm. a justice society movie um but but yeah that last scene i i was also just like this is ridiculous like we're not we're I, gonna go nowhere with this stupid worm like <laughs> that's, that's what i like about it that it is either it turns into something which could be fun you know, Mark Strong, great in everything. Yep. Or it doesn't turn into anything. And the scene itself is a joke about how it's never going to turn into anything. Like, it works both ways. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I already mentioned it, but the comics that we read this mm-hmm. past week on the review show, I feel like is almost what they would do for that third Shazam yeah. movie. If, cause they, they had, so the comics we read was Sh- Sh- Shazam and the seven magic lands. And it is, it launches off this idea of like, Hey, we've never really explored the rock of eternity. Mm-hmm. What if we start mapping out all of these extra like subway tunnels that are dead down there? And they find this map that leads to all these different lands. And that's something that kind of got mentioned here in this movie. Like, hey, we're mapping yeah. out the Rock of Eternity. And then, yeah, Mr. Mind being like, I have a plan to take over the world. And <laughs> um, like that, that is kind of what happens in yeah. Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands. So it's it's neat that we read that because it it felt like some bits and pieces got incorporated into this 
or at least not not in the like this is a direct inspiration uh, uh, mm-hmm. th- we made this on screen uh but just uh like hey this is one of the things we read may not have used much f- f- from it but might inform some things down mm-hmm. down the road so i thought that was neat that we'd happened yeah. to pick something that kind of worked so yeah uh shazam and the seven magic lands written by jeff johns art by a number of different people which is cool like the art style will change and the artist doing the work will change depending on the different land that they're in they all have different Mm -hmm. themes and and looks to them and really really great for a younger audience give this to the kids who are at the pg you know film level but still can be thoroughly enjoyed by an adult absolutely that's what shazam does before we leave i want to mention just a couple extra tiny things sure go for it freddie wearing a gremlin shirt D- I, direct I for didn't me catch the gremlins at the very end sure. at the very end during like the family in, dinner scene i saw him in the iron giant one and then the batman and yeah Robin yes yes um, i think one of them might have been the tree of gondor from lord of the rings too but in the final okay. scene he's got a gremlin on there big gremlin fan that felt like a personal treat for me good stuff i love to see the Jaimon Hansu all cleaned up at the end. He didn't have yep. to be like old wizard with his long, long beard. He can look fabulous. He can go out on the town. He looked great. Yeah. He did. Uh, Batman's in this too. I love the inclusion of Diedrich Bader, famed Batman voice actor. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was going to be some sort of a joke or if we'd see anybody else in here. Just him, but I still really appreciated his presence. He's always fun to see. Not just here, but see. See on screen also. I thought I had something else, but that's... Oh, one person in my theater had an absolute riot during the scene where Helen Mirren has to read the letter out loud that the kids, like, (laughs) dictated to the magic pen. Yeah. That like I like I like that was a comedy bit that I liked that I enjoy, enjoyed. Yes. It was genuinely funny. Um, so th- that one person was ha- that was the biggest moment in my theater. I really enjoyed it, but what I enjoyed more was feeling the enjoyment of the people around me. Yeah, I I love that when you get a joke that just like really plays to the whole house. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's an entertaining f- film. I think you can have fun with it. Yeah. It's also really not much to write home about, um, but that's yeah, OK. But, uh, it's also like. Can you skip it? Yes. Should you skip it? I don't think so. <laughs> There's Just certainly throw it worse on. DC movies out there. Let's I, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, if you're the sort of person who will take the more action packed more sincerely like capital a action like a black adam or something if that plays easier I, for I you honest, and like, i liked this more than black adam <laughs> i haven't seen black adam i i was shocked to learn that like john economos and and amelia harcourt show up in it i hadn't heard of that i'm gonna get there i just for completion's sake at some point i will see black adam i have nothing against the man i'm sorry to hear of his troubles I just only got time for so many movies. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of expecting some kind of Black Adam yeah. cameo mention in this. Me and too. Unfortunately, there was not. But uh, he yeah. is a major part in that comic. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, there you go. I think that is our reaction, spoiler cast, review, roundup, discussion thing for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And for more family fun goodness, listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. It is two siblings making cartoon jokes at each other. So more of this same energy. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to find me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're watching this on YouTube, I will put the that uh, Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands episode right over there for you guys to check out. Um, yeah, this is number 109 of the Whatnots Reactor mm. Core. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.